content on this channel and podcast represent the opinions of Christy and Tara, as well as any guests that they may have on the show or website. The content here should not be taken as medical, mental health, or legal advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your mental health care professional for your mental health questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and on this channel are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors, and we encourage listeners to do their own research and utilize the sources that we provide in the show notes of each episode. Finally, privacy is of utmost importance to us. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast or on the channel have been changed or left out to protect confidentiality unless express permission has been provided. Hey, Risers. Hi. You're going to see a brand new person with us today. His name is Vince. Hi. Um, so we, I, I gave a little teaser when we were talking about um, opening Mondays up to special guests. This will be a shorter episode, but people who are living lives that... Um, they've moved themselves forward in some way or the, another ways that they can bring their knowledge their skills we want them to talk so we're going to do that each monday um have a guest and our very first one is vince um i told you that vince and i kissed in high school my senior year i had such a crush on him he wrote me a letter and sent it back to me with a um, with a picture of him. You were a little bit of a stalker, Christy. I feel like. Did you stalk Vince? We couldn't stalk back then because there was yeah, no Facebook no or anything media. like oh, that. Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> that sounds terrible. No, like so. I I came to Augusta at the same time that Vince left Augusta. So his friend group just kind of swallowed me up, took me in. And, um, how dare they? Yeah. She stole so, all my friends. <laughs> That's what she's saying. Then, so Vince and I could either love each other or hate each other. We chose to love each other. Um, so tell me, um, so that starts them off, Vince. I don't want to start with, um, 1991. But, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Nobody wants to start with yeah. 1991. Um, um, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us, um, what you do, who you are. What you're about. Uh, what I'm about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I do live in Augusta now, um, and I own a um, floral business here in Augusta. I do, uh, primarily I do events, parties, weddings, and um, corporate clients and stuff like that. Of course, here in Augusta, we're lucky we have the Masters Golf Tournament, so I'm real busy that time of year with a lot of corporate clients and stuff like that. So I basically do, now in my life, I do what makes me happy. And he's extremely successful. Yeah, we were literally just flipping through the Augusta magazine, looking at some of his work. So um, he is amazing. That's uh, thank you. So don't be don't Vince, be honest. I'm so confused. How do you go from kissing me in our senior year of high school? Okay. To becoming a florist. <laughs> well, one, you come out of the closet and you you um, 
tell the truth about yourself. That's a key step. Yeah, the one thing Christy doesn't know is she's probably the reason I'm gay. Definitely. But um, no, I'm just joking. I give her a lot of grief about that whole situation because she's probably made out with more gay guys than I have. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so. In the 1990s, nobody was coming out and they all wanted to practice on me. Yep. I agree. So it is what it is, but um, no, I've... I guess. I've Another guess. In my lifetime, I've um, I've been married. I've been in the military. I worked in the restaurant industry. I was a bartender. Uh, I've done a lot of different things, trying out, twit, basically always looking for, you know, most of the time it was to survive. Yeah. You know, it's that survival thing. Um, you do what you have to do to take care of what you have to take care of. I was, um, after I was in the military, I, I did get married to a girl. <laughs> um, uh, when that marriage produced a child, which she is now 26. Um, and gorgeous. She's great. We love it. But, um, I would say three years about after we had marriage, um, I'm going to be honest with everybody back then I wasn't really mental health wise. I wasn't in the best place. Uh, I had just told Tara earlier, we were talking in the garage that, yeah, I was even, uh, institutionalized and so let's talk about that real quick so when people you know in in my um being a therapist i understand that when people cannot be their authentic self when they have to wear a mask pretty continuously that mask gets heavy it gets you know stuff starts to grow underneath that mask it's pretty nasty and that puts you in a dark place so how hard was it to um, form your authentic self after moving through those stages of depression? And I don't think I'm fully out yet to be my full authentic self. Okay. I think that I still have a lot of personal work to go. Things still, things that I think a big part about it is recognizing things instead of just not paying attention to it mm -hmm. and recognizing what the thing you want to change and how you want to be or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's a lot you have to work. I don't think anybody can do the work for you. You have to do the work yourself. You can't just go to a therapist and continue and continue to go and not um, depend on that therapist to fix you. Oh, absolutely not. If yeah. I, I will not work harder than my clients. No. If they're not working working then I have too many clients that want to work yeah. but I now agree. in my life I feel like I'm well past therapy um I feel <laughs> I'm sorry sorry therapy, but <laughs> if you personally feel in your own life that you're past therapy now would I say that if I something happened and I needed to medicate or I needed to see somebody once again I recognize that and I fixed that part of me. I'm just lucky that I haven't run it in a long time. I haven't, I, the ship's been sailing smooth. And so, so it there's not been any like, and I've had bumps, bruises, crashes, burns, everything, but they weren't devastating like they used to be. How long so, have you been out? Since I was 26 years old. So about, he's. I'm 50. Okay. So. I was half your life now straight for half my life, mm -hmm. and now I've been gay for half my life. So I mean, you know, I've got uh -huh. it worked out that kind of way. And you know what? Being gay is not 
something that for to me it's a secondary thing you know like if somebody asks me about um you know how everybody talks um about their significant other or anything like my, my dennis and i have been together for 23 years so when i talk about dennis i don't really you know when i meet people it's not the first thing i say hi i'm vince i'm gay and i'm a florist i all i really have to say is i'm a florist i'm ever going to be honest with you and say that i do work in one of the most stereotypical jobs for a gay man so well that brings up an interesting question how do you go from having been um you know in in war, I mean, you you went from being in the army, right, where you were in Desert Storm, no, Somalia, okay, and I also invaded Haiti. Wow. Okay, so I was yeah. past Desert Storm. What, Desert Storm happened when we were in high school, sweetie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I just remember, um, like, really, I don't know. You know, remember they put TVs in all our rooms and stuff, and yeah. everywhere, and we walked. Yeah. So, um, going for it's just life. Life well, has taken me in a direction. I when I got out of the military, I went to work in the restaurant industry and I moved up in the restaurant industry and I became a manager and worked at that for a very long time and stuff. And then I left that job when Dennis and I moved back to Augusta. I just up one day and quit my job as a restaurant person. I was done. I left my keys on the bar and I was out of there. I was done. And I went to work. A friend of mine said, why don't you come just since you don't have a job, come work at this floral wholesaler with me. The place that sells the florist the flowers. So okay. somewhere that they buy the flowers, for the, they sell the flowers to the florist. So I was like, sure, great. 10, 12 years later, I decided to open my own business. I, I started doing freelance work when I worked there and learned from other florists and started being hired by them on freelance kind of gigs and making things and I discovered that wow they're making they're asking me to make these huge big huge floral installations that are crazy and beautiful and all this stuff and they're using it on our websites and stuff like that and I'm like why am I making them popular right. and them wealthy and well not wealthy but you know make them money when I could just do it all myself and I just decided to do it all myself but I think we're jumping too far from one to another like in my mind the idea of you being this um army dude army dude you know and um having a wife and a daughter afterwards having kissed me a few years before tell me like tell me when you knew that you had to be I think I had always knew um, that I was gay right. I but, had but had experiences you... before the army I had experiences in high school I had all that but when did you know that you had to let the marriage go you had to be more authentic you had to be real well I did I let the marriage go before I came out okay okay um, and then I worked through telling my ex-wife first and working with her and stuff and then moving on to you know telling my family a cute story and it's not very long is i hadn't planned to come out to my dad yet i did not have a plan to come out to my dad when it happened my dad and i were at their house and we were it was a saturday and i always took carolyn it was after my wife and i had separated and i'd have carolyn and we'd go out to my parents house and we'd hang out and i'd help my dad do yard work and stuff like that and we were in the front yard raking leaves 
And my dad stopped and looked at me and said, are you gay? I love it. And I said, yeah, dad, I'm gay. And he said, are you happy? And I said, yeah, dad, actually, I am happy. And he said, all right, uh, there's some leaves over there. You know, so like it was just like that easy. And I, I put the whole thing of hiding the fact that I was gay from my family on myself. My family did not put it on me. Mm-hmm. I put it on myself of, I don't want to do this to my family. I don't want, you know, it was my insecurities. My family fully accepted it and had no problem with it. And if anybody, my immediate family, but if any other parts of my extended family had problems with it, mm-hmm. my parents were done with them. Right. You know, like my parents 100% supported me. How did you decide that? There was, was there a certain event or a certain thing that happened that you're like, now is the time I'm coming out. Because my dad asking me to, if I was gay in the front yard. Well, but okay. To your ex-wife. To my ex-wife, guilt. Yeah. Guilt. I, um, and I'm sorry, and I know y'all just had a podcast about this, but suicide attempts. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I when I said I was in crisis and like mentally ill back then. You were in crisis. I was, it was pretty bad. Okay. So. So when you were institutionalized um, for your own safety, you at then did did you then say i cannot live with this mask anymore i am ready to be true to myself was it that level of clarity um i unfortunately don't remember Mm -hmm. if it was what exactly it was um i wish i could you know tell people that stuff but because of my past i guess traumas um Stuff like, you know, everything people go through that creates the person you are today, mm-hmm. um, bad or good. Um, I, I have a lot of blank memories. I do too. So I can relate to that. I have a that. lot of blank memories. Mm-hmm. So I remember things about my childhood and my past through stories heard from family members. Okay. And you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of my childhood and stuff like that was, you know... Like ther- therapeutically, Christy, like what, what, why do we have, why do we do that? Like, why do we erase entire parts of our lives? Oh gosh, y'all. I'm because your brain safety, right? Yeah, your brain will only allow you um, to. It its first and most important um, goal is to keep you alive, mm-hmm. and if something brings up too much of that response of oh my god, I'm going to die you know, too much... Um, Fight or flight. Yeah. Okay. Then it just kind of tucks that memory away, you know? Wow. My favorite... I don't think you will find a therapist that does not love the movie Inside Out. Um, from... I've never seen it. Ever. I've heard a lot about it. Bye. No. Don't, don't kick me off the podcast because I haven't seen oh the movie. Oh, my God. How can we be friends and you I don't know, but I'll movie? watch it this week. I'll put make it a priority. Please, my gosh... So there is there is a part of this again you you know there was some psychologists psychiatrists and therapists on on that uh, script writing or whatever because um, when sadness touches core memories they're erased and it's such a meaningful moment those core memories can come back but with it you do have to work through the trauma you have to so. Um, I'm working with a client right now about unlocking some memories in terms of, but we had to first 
like first she had to set the stage for me again like this is what her family looks like this is where they live that it was taking her back to all of those moments so that memories could be unlocked okay well and i'll put a link yeah. in the show notes for anyone else that hasn't seen the disney pixar film inside out i am horrified please that is it's that a beautiful is like movie homework number one it is it's a really good movie <laughs> to talk if, if uh, okay anyway so um what what i kind of my idea for having you on as a guest vince was because our last episode was talking about like building the life that you want to live and if i had to put my finger on anybody who i know and or love or who would be an expert on this it is you oh i appreciate that well to me you are very authentic you have you have developed this is who i am you either love me and accept me for it or let's let's guys. clarify something yeah. for everybody okay and our other friends yes. that are on here are going to be like oh my god y'all are painting him out to be just this wonderful great great guy that's just so He's sweet and so nice i am better. a straight up asshole not even lying i say stuff that is completely inappropriate i have no filter sometimes but it's not deliver. You it's have not to coming under, from a mean it's place. It's not coming from a mean place. No. It's like I just sometimes just say the most inappropriate stuff at the most inappropriate times. And my favorite thing to do is get little arguments stirred up and stuff like that. I love. We just it's just fun, you know, just having fun. The thing is, is, and I was. This is a saying that I've been trying to. I've told Tara this several times, but it comes from one of my favorite people in the world, RuPaul. Um, it's. It is none of my business what other people think of me. I love that. I'm, Do I'm, I live that 100% of the time? No, but... You try to. I try. I really do. We talked so, about values, too. Mm -hmm. What are... That's what would you say your, like, top two values are? They kind of guide your life decisions. Like, is it family? Is it happiness? Knowledge? And I'm going to be honest, because this is going to be make me sound like a selfish, selfish-ass person. But I feel as though if I'm happy, everybody else around me is happy. Um, People who love my you happiness. will be happy. Okay, yeah. your happiness. I value my happiness. Yeah. My mental health. Me. I value me. I make myself happy first. So, if I don't make myself happy, yeah. I can't make other people around me can't be happy. That is something that is just a core part of um, the therapy that I provide as well. It is... Um, if you believe in a higher power, it's a higher power than self. Then, if you're in a committed relationship, then relationship, then partner. So, the object of, let's just say marriage, um, but it could look like any long-term relationship. The relationship um, is a separate entity, and that takes precedent before um, the partner or spouse. So, um, again, higher power, self, um, entity of relationship, spouse or partner, and then come family, friends, extended family, you know. And, again, guys, it's not that linear because you do have to triage, you know. I mean, obviously, if you have a baby who's hungry and you need to feed it before the husband who can make himself a damn sandwich, you know, <laughs> triage. I, I've got a know? good example. Like yeah. when Dennis and I first met, uh, my daughter was 
two, two, three years old. And when we first met, I had to tell Dennis straight up that I'm sorry, but at this moment in time in my life, she will always come before you. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just, I put my daughter before everybody. So, um, it's not, that's not necessarily the healthiest model, but I do know you've raised a beautiful, strong, But in the other, daughter. in the same token, and I don't want that to sound malicious like I was telling Dennis that, but it was given and it was delivered into the fact of, I'm just being, about Dennis and I in our relationship, I've always just, we've always just been upfront and honest with each other and be like, look, it's just, it, that does sound kind of harsh when you say that, but you said it to your partner in the beginning <laughs> and you got you, that's the you only say problem it. with that is children um tend to not see you as a fully developed human being that also needs their own time space and um and partnership and support and so sometimes we just that that comes with like family systems theory about making um, people in your life more important than others because of the position you're giving them is not being assumed by somebody else. Does that make sense? That was a lot. But what okay. I think you're saying is that where you place people based on how you view them and not their actual needs and your actual needs can be problematic. Correct. Yes. And so, again... You know, you want it to look like that. You know, it's that's not reality. But um, you know, family systems role; those those roles are important, and there can be harm coming from not, you know, um, staying true to those roles. You know, John and my my ex husband and I divorced when um, Carly was thirteen. I then began to parentify her because. Um, I needed that role to be met, um, and it did damage to her because of that. So, and but yeah. parentify just in case. Parentify, like um, you know, talk a little too much about um, grown-up problems with her. Okay. You know, treat her like more of a peer than um, a child. The child that she needed to be. Okay. Um, put her in charge. You know, have make sure your siblings. Do their chores and have dinner made by the time I come home, please. Yeah. You know, a lot of parentification. Her Makes role sense. was not, um, yeah, was a, was was too, I overstepped that role too much. What about your childhood, Vince? Did, were you like in more of a parental role or how were you? No, no, no. I grew up in a household that, I mean, absolutely normal. My parents married to each other, you know, had, okay. never divorced or anything like that. Uh, two kids. I have a sister. We're two years apart. Right. So, you know, we had a dog. We had, we lived in a little, and actually the, you know, the other funny story about Christy and I crossing paths in high school and stuff, the heifer even moved into the same neighborhood that I grew up in. Like she moved into the neighborhood and then became friends with my friends, whatever. And then when there I came home to visit, they're like, here's Christy. I was boy. like, what? I just oozed right into. It's 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 funny though, you know. You go all these years and you know all these people, and you learn something from everybody that you meet along your life. Um, you repeat mistakes over and over again until you learn your lesson. Mm -hmm. um, I tell y'all that all the time. It, it's just it, it's it's probably one of the one things that Christy and I agree upon, and that that 
aspect of things. And it's okay to disagree with your friends. Oh it's God, okay yeah. to give your friends a hard time. It's okay to dislike something. It's so there's a lot of okays and you just got to get to the point in your life where you just say fuck it. Right. You know what I mean? And you get and and, and am I 100% there? No. Am I happy with my life? Yes. Could I change things in my life? Yes. Um what would be the one thing that you would change if change wasn't as hard as it is what is one thing that you would change within a year wow change is one of the most hard things for me and you know this so um they've been at my house this we're shooting this at my house and they see all my anal retentiveness (laughs) around everywhere and everything so um change is not something that's easy for me i would actually i'd like to work a little less and enjoy life a little bit more um i'm getting to an age in my life where i i'd like to chill and enjoy my life you know i'd like to enjoy um i've tried to talk my daughter into having a grandbaby for me (laughs) um if she's watching this please have a baby um i don't even care if she gets married just have a baby i just just have a baby i i would like to enjoy some grandkids before you know i get too much older um and, and trust me, I'm not big on age. I know I've referred to my age a couple of times and stuff like that. I am 50, but I am 50 and fabulous. Oh, I want to do I mean, that. Come on. And in a Superman movie, <laughs> so clearly. I, I mean, I don't care. I still play video games. I wear the headset, and I talk to my nephew, and I don't get creepy and play with the, you know. No, I'm not a creepy old man I'm playing, <laughs> but I talk to my nephew, and I'll talk to other kids on there, but only if I know their parents. <laughs> I don't smart. I don't. I don't. I am very careful about like the FBI is not going to break down this disclaimer. <laughs> I just have to be careful with that stuff, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, you know. I mean, there's a uh, having fun in your life is the the I think letting yourself have fun and allowing yourself to enjoy life for unfortunate for most of America, that's one of the hardest things for us to do. Why do you think um we, you know, our little group of friends have been able to maintain our friendship for 30 plus years now. Brutal freaking honesty with each other. <laughs> Just absolutely brutal. Like, your makeup is terrible, girl. Or, you know, like... like you, this is the most insular little group ever. Like, I've been Christy's best friend for 20 years and heard all about these people. I was going to curse. But, I, y'all, they have a secret Facebook group that I'm not <laughs> part of. I just got invited on the first event because Christy's husband couldn't go. It's the only reason I'm here today. That's, that's funny because... And we all know this about each other in our friend group. We have the Facebook page that we all do and whatever. But we also have little subgroups of text messages <laughs> and stuff like that within the group, you know? And so it's more than one, too. So yeah. it's and it's between different people. And it's just... It, but you've got to... You know, all of us have changed so significantly over the years. What has kept us tied together? Because change should have us grow and evolve and possibly, you know, what is the Girl Scout song, make new friends, leave the old? Or I, I think that in what I think is that whatever it is, we were all meant to be friends. Yeah. And I think another part of it from the outside looking in is that just they're so different individually, but the life experiences they've had have overlapped enough that they each have their own connection 
to this. So like Christy has a connection to Kim, then Vince has a separate connection to Kim, who has a separate connection to the other Kim, and it's just yeah. Because when we were younger, we all didn't do stuff with each other all the time. Like except his kiss with me. Except for the kiss with Christy is the mm-hmm. only one out of them. But like one time as we were kids, our friend Sue and I got busted at a party at her house and her dad had to call my dad and you know her dad still to this day we doesn't did. like me because <laughs> of this we wouldn't use real names sorry sue we Oops. love you well i mean how many sues out there are there a lot okay but the thing is is like maintaining those we were meant to be friends yeah. right. you know kim and i i think back in the day i because Christy and I did cross paths, we didn't meet until later after high school and stuff like that. So again, again. Yeah. So, but Kim and I, she was that girl I talked on the phone with for like an hour in the summertime. You know, like we'd watch television on the phone. You know, kick back and you got the cords hanging a mile long across the house and you're talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. And this thing had no clue that I was gay back then. Y'all, if I had a dollar for every gay guy. I have kissed. You'd be very wealthy. I think I would. I think I was like the practice, the practice girl. I think you like dynamic people, and every gay I know is dynamic. Fair uh, enough. Not every gay is dynamic. We know a couple that aren't. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Fair you know, and and it's the sad part about it is, is we've chalked everybody into groups in our society and stuff like that. Oh, we were just and you don't want to identify. I I yeah. don't want everybody that watches this podcast to identify me as, oh, that's the episode with, with the, the gay, gay guy. Okay. I would rather they were like, oh my god. That's, that's the episode with that really cute, funny guy, or yeah. you know, yeah. or not even that's the episode with Vince. How about that? Yeah, even that was my There's name. One and you know, I don't want to be identified as I don't identify, and I don't want my whole world to revolve around the fact of being gay. I love that. Okay, yeah. I'm a florist. I'm a father. Um, I'm a brother. You're an a son. Uncle. You have an I'm amazing uncle. shoe collection. I freaking shoes are fabulous. They are. But you know. Being gay is just part of all those things, you know, and that I just, I'm a florist and I would say happens to be gay, but. <laughs> and as a, I mean, as a borderline, that is a tendency that I have is to like find a label and that's what you are. And so that, that is, I love hearing that. Mm-hmm. I, and you know, I'm just 100%, about, ha- I'm not 100%, right. but I'm just happy. Most of the time. And we did talk about that, that one of the things this episode is about being authentic, authentically yourself. That doesn't mean without change, we will continue to grow and evolve, but that is what has you have done well, is being authentic means that not all the stereotypes apply. Being authentic means that there's only one version of you, and it is Vince. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. Also, something I don't do, and my family knows it, my friends know it. This is what you get one hundred percent of the time. You yeah. don't get a different version of me. Right. You get, yeah. I am that blunt asshole. Who else I wants am the, to sing Lizzo right now? <laughs> I will get up and twerk. Uh, <laughs> that's someone else that. I mean, let's let's be honest. Lizzo's living her. Lizzo's yes, someone that's living one. her one hundred percent authentic okay, life. So. Oh my God, I watched her documentary. On She's amazing. Max. It was phenomenal. Amazing. And as someone that has so many masks, like I am just mesmerized by Vince because seeing someone without a mask is just 
goals, truly. It's It's taken a very, very, very long time to, you know, get to that point. He's full of good advice. So it's very helpful. It's, I, I think it's, so I don't know, I don't know if do. it's I'm full of good advice or I'm just that person that will vocalize it and say it right I to your face. Be. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because I mean, it, it, it's like, girl, did you really pick that eyeshadow out today? Right. You know, like we have one. Oh, never no, mind. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, guys, if you have any questions for Vince, go ahead and, um, you know, DM us, find us on social We'll get Vince back and get him on board. And we'll um, have a link to Vince's Instagram as well. He does do weddings and events all over the country. And if you want to fly to, like, London or somewhere, that's cool, too. Um, so just let him know. Call me. I'm always down for something like that. That's awesome. Thank Thanks, you so guys. much. Oh, you're welcome.